back to the Sweetly Confident Podcast. My name is Heather and I'm your host. We are on the fifth episode of this first season and I wanted to talk about something today that I have questions about that I think you also might be able to relate to. And the first thing that came to mind is social media. I found an article posted by thoughtfullearning.com that used the acronym SLIM to describe the purpose of social media. So SLIM stands for sharing, learning, interacting, and marketing. The thing that I have questions about is sharing. And here's the thing. I'm not questioning why you post pictures of your oatmeal every morning. I think that's great. Super healthy. Good for you. I take issue with people that overshare things about a relationship and then go radio silent. What happened? You laid out this beautiful love story for us, and then you just burned the last three chapters of the book and said, oh, well, that wasn't nice. What happened? Did they cheat on you? Did they say something mean? Here's the thing. If you're going to post every single day about how in love you are and how happy you are and how he's perfect and wonderful and my soulmate, and then all of a sudden it just stops... All of a sudden, every photo you've ever posted has been wiped clean. Listen, we know the relationship ended, but I feel like you owe us the courtesy to tell us why, right? You told us everything else. You told us the exact minute you had your first kiss. You told us the exact meal you shared last night. You tell us everything, but you can't tell us why you're not together anymore. That's kind of selfish. That's my question when it comes to sharing. Everything else, I get it. What You share whatever you want to share. But when you're sharing to the point where I'm actually starting to invest in a story and then it just stops, I'm going to be a little upset with you. I'm going to be, I'm not only going to be upset with you, I'm going to be disappointed. I'm to the age now where I'm going to tell you I'm disappointed in you. Another thing that I kind of want to make clear when it comes to sharing, because a lot of friends have pointed this out to me before, nothing... I don't think anyway of my social media is private. Everything is public because I believe, truly, I believe that no matter what my privacy setting says, if I'm willing to put it on the internet, I'm willing to let anybody see it. Security breaches, hacks, that stuff happens all the time. I'm not willing to post something privately that I wouldn't post publicly. And so that's just what I live by. Keep in mind when you're sharing something, just because your settings say private, doesn't mean you're actually in control of who's saying it. The next topic I wanted to talk about in terms of social media are the creepy messages. I've talked about this before in stories, but it's such a hot topic for me. I wanted to give it a more permanent place on this brand. The creepy messages are the messages that come from either strangers that you don't know that sent you a friend request that you just haven't acknowledged or... They maybe they come from somebody in your past who you would like to keep in your past, but is still trying to like elbow their way in. Or my absolute least favorite are the messages from the married men. The messages that say things like, you're so pretty. Or my favorite, hey, how are you? You don't care. You don't care how I am. You just want to see if you can have a conversation with me. Direct messages in general kind of bother me because I believe that if you're not willing to post whatever it is you're trying to say publicly on a comment, you probably shouldn't send it privately in a message. If there's a disconnect between the two realms, it probably shouldn't be said. The thing that bothers me most about getting messages from married men 
is that I found a study done in 2014. It was a British study that revealed social media was cited in one third of separation cases in the UK. Cases have only risen since then. So I've never gone through a divorce or a separation, but in my mind, when you're citing something, you actually have to physically write down the reason. So that means somebody took a a post-it or a bar napkin, whatever you write (laughs) divorce proceedings on, and you wrote the words social media. Am I the only one that thinks that's incredibly sad? I found an article done by fatherly.com that used the phrase backburners. It started, it, it used it to refer to people as being backburners. And basically what it said is people who are either in a relationship or in a marriage have people that they've connected to online, either previous coworkers They used to go to school together. They have mutual friends. They currently work together. Somebody outside of their relationship. They connect to this person on an intimate level and they set them on the back burner. They put them at arm's reach in case whatever situation they're currently in doesn't work out. They can then grab that other person. That's really sad to me. They did a study that showed men and women have back burners. It's a distraction from reality. So you're turning away from what's happening in your everyday life to start scrolling on an app. And social media makes it so easy to welcome infidelity into your relationship. It's not like back in the day when you had to do like the trench coat, put the hat on, hide in a dark alley to have an affair. You can have it from the couch. You can just start sending weird messages to strangers online from your couch while your wife or your husband are doing the dishes. That's not okay. And I don't know if it's just the way that I was personally raised and how I hold myself up. I wouldn't have the conscience to do that. I could not be in a relationship with somebody and have an intimate, even if it's just a friendship, have that with somebody else. I find it really disappointing that something that should be as simple as social media and as harmless as social media is now a cause for divorce. That's just personally something that I've never understood. I don't understand the idea of having to look outward in your relationship to fill whatever void you're missing. That's just not something that makes sense in my head. And so when I receive messages from married men who, by the way, I'm not going to be sorry if this offends you. If you are sending someone a message, an inappropriate message, and you're married, and you're not only married, but your spouse is listed on your social media... Are you trying to end up on an episode of Snap? Like, that, that, that's literally how some of those episodes on those 48 hours and Snaps and all of that start. They start with, on March 6th of 2017, a message was sent. Like, that's... If y'all are going to be that dumb, I'm going to need you to get smarter about it. Another thing that goes along with the whole message complex on social media Again, I don't like messages. I don't hang out in the DMs. I don't want to be there. I don't. And so I've had people in the past send me multiple messages because I'm not responding because I don't respond. It's just not my thing. I don't want to be in the messages. I don't want to hang out there. I don't want to do it. So I don't. What is it that you think is going to happen on the seventh message compared to the sixth message? Like if I didn't respond to the first nine attempts, do you think I'm going to respond to the 14th? especially when they're the same message. Hey, hey, what's up? Hey, hey, how are you? How are you? How are you? You're a parrot that you, I don't, I'm getting a little flustered. I need to move on to the next topic. 
Next topic is public drama. So there's actually a phrase for public drama, and it's called digital drama. So digital drama defines the tiffs that happen between people publicly online. It's essentially cyberbullying. It's when you're posting publicly because you know people are going to see it and you want them to chime in. It's usually something that happens mainly between teenagers and young adults who just haven't quite reached that maturity level yet where they can confront their problems head on face to face like adults. It's when you just want to bully. I've been cyberbullied before. Actually, I was cyberbullied a few years ago by my best friend at the time who was horrible to me. She posted terrible things about me online publicly. She tagged me in them. She got her family involved in it. There were strangers that didn't know me, that knew nothing about me, commenting on it, talking about how terrible of a person I was. It was it was unfair. It got to the point where I had to block this person because it got to be so toxic and discouraging. And it was just kind of unfortunate. Thankfully, I'm the type of person It's very easy for me to just kind of turn away from things like that because I look at digital drama as very immature. And I think that digital drama makes the person posting it look worse than the person they're posting about. So it doesn't affect me the way that it affects other people. However, cyberbullying is a very real thing and it's a very intense thing. When you start cyberbullying people, you're messing with emotions and mentalities and just the way they perceive themselves. Cyberbullying can boost some people's egos, particularly the bulliers, because now you have this whole bandwagon of people supporting you. So it's going to inflate that ego, but it's going to deflate the other person's self-esteem. Do you want to be the one that's ruining someone else's life to make yourself feel a little bit better? What kind of life is that? Not to mention, when we're talking about social media, so many of them have the time hops now where you can look back five, six, seven, ten years ago and see what you were up to. Do you want to look back five years from now and see what a terrible person you were being? I wouldn't. We also live in a world now, especially the last couple of years, where things have gotten so undeniably aggressive, where strangers are attacking each other about nothing. Everything turns into a fight. People are posting Hateful memes, people are posting incorrect information and pushing this agenda that's just not true. And it's gotten to the point where it's not even fun anymore. Maybe it's just me that feels that way. I'm starting to really dislike social media because it's turning into a really toxic environment and it's just not somewhere I want to hang out. And then the last topic about social media that kind of confuses me, but I also understand are influencers. So influencer, an influencer is a person who has the power to affect purchase decisions, right? So it's typically a person who has a lot of followers, who has a lot of engagement, who can convince you to buy something, which means brands hire them. They pay them to post about their products. So if you're a full-time influencer, you can make anywhere from 30,000 up to 100K plus. I mean, you can make some good money being an influencer. I completely understand why people want to do it. My hiccup with it is there are so many influencers that I've come across on Instagram specifically, and I don't know what they're influencing, right? Like I understand an influencer if you are really into fitness and you want to show new workouts or show new diet plans, or you want to help somebody get healthier, completely understand that. I understand if you're an amateur at-home chef and you 
I don't know, you turned every herb you possibly could into a gourmet $5 meal during COVID. Teach me your ways. I would love to learn. I understand that. But when you just found this new bikini line and you're showing us how great the fabric looks laying on a beach, what, what, I don't understand the purpose there. I'm pretty sure they already have models to hire to do that. So I don't know what you're, I j- it just doesn't compute in my head. When these influencers have the kind of pool that they have, when they have the power and the ability and the audience to be able to make a difference and they don't, it's just disappointing to me. Influencers bother me most because most of the time, it's usually those teens and young adults that are following them. You are given an incredible, incredible outlet to make a difference and to influence for the good. And when you're only pushing superficial aspects, it's just disappointing. The thing about it though, social media has a huge impact on a lot of our lives. However, it does not have to have control over our lives. Social media is supposed to be a tool that we use, not a lifeline that we depend on. I understand how appealing it is to have hundreds of likes come in and hundreds of followers and hundreds of messages. I understand the love and the appreciation that something like that can make you feel. But when the only interactions you're having are through your phone, is that fulfilling enough? If you're having a bad day and you want to see a friend, can you call any of those people? Do you know any of those people? The only point I'm trying to make here is that as much fun as social media can be and as valuable as an outlet it's become, it doesn't have to run our lives and it doesn't have to control our worlds. The one thing I hope you get out of this podcast, if anything, is that if social media is not benefiting your life, it's not something that has to be there. Studies are showing that we spend about two hours a day scrolling on our phone especially now that all these new video sites have come out. I can't tell you how many hours I've lost just because it's so easy to keep scrolling. Check in with yourself when you're doing this. Is what you're looking at making you feel good or is it making you feel terrible about yourself? Social media is not reality. People only post the good parts of their life. And the people that post the bad parts, you don't want to follow because it brings you down. Social media is there solely for the fact to give you a distraction. But when you start taking that distraction as true reality, reality starts to get a little twisted and it's not healthy. I'm a big believer that it's important to unplug and it is important to take time for yourself without a phone. I'm really thankful for social media. I'm thankful that we have this outlet to connect with each other, to learn about each other, to experience new things. But we're also starting to take real life for granted. I saw this comedian, he did a post around the 4th of July where he was talking about how he doesn't understand the people that go to firework shows and just record them. He said, you're spending the whole time looking through your screen instead of experiencing what's going on around you. And it's true. I work in the music industry. There are so many times I'll be at a show and I'll see people just recording the act instead of actually enjoying it. If that's what you wanted to do, if you wanted to watch someone perform through a screen, you could have stayed home and watched it on YouTube, probably for free. I guarantee you half of the videos that you have in your camera roll, you've never watched and you're never going to watch. Let's stop putting aside reality in hopes of sharing it virtually. The virtual experience will never compare to the real life thing. Put your phones away, take a break, step back. Instead of posting what you had for dinner that night, have dinner with a friend. Stop talking with your thumbs and start speaking with your words depression, anxiety, insecurity, all of that is rising because we're not having real life interactions. 
pay attention to the things that benefit you and the things that tear you down. Again, social media can either inflate an ego or deflate self-esteem. Neither one of them are healthy. We need to find that middle ground. And you're not gonna be able to find that middle ground until you take a step back and see what you need. These are just a few of the things that I notice about social media and that bother me, but I'm sure yours are different and I would love to hear about them. So if you'd like to connect with me, you can find us at sweetlyconfident.com or ironically enough, you can find me on social media at Sweetly Confident on Facebook and Instagram. Next week, I've got a new topic on and I've got one of my friends with me, so it's going to be a fun one. Until then.